We are in Yvamos Samach Aleph Omen Beis 61b, about uh, five, six lines down from the top. Uh, once again, our learning should be a merit for the speedy and complete recovery for Avi Chaim Ben Chava. Uh, we were discussing uh, the question as to who is a Zona. Who is a Zona? The Torah tells us that a Kohen, not just a Kohen Gadol, not just a high priest, but any Kohen is not allowed to marry a Zona. Any non-Kohen is allowed to marry a Zona. And the question is, who is a Zona? And the Mishnah mentioned the opinion of Rabbi Huda, who says that a Zona is anybody who's not able to ever have children throughout their lives. Uh, and to marry her would be a Zona. There's no Isser. It's not a, it's not a, problem with uh, anybody else marrying her um, and she didn't do anything wrong uh, but a Kohen would not be allowed to marry her and so based on that the Gemara will uh, continue that discussion and essentially it will quote one opinion about who a Kohen is not allowed to marry and we will try to figure out well what is the basis for that particular position and so let's see the opening line of the Gemara. The Gemara says, Tanya was taught in a Brisa. Rabbi Lezer Omer, Rabbi Lezer says, Kohen lo yisa es haketana. That a Kohen is not allowed to marry anybody under a Kitana, a minor, anybody under the age of 12. We know that uh, there could be marriages which are arranged marriages, a father that work on a biblical level. For uh, a minor, for a girl under the age of 12. However, the Kohen is not allowed to marry somebody under the age of 12. And the Gemara now will try to figure out, well, why not? It's not found in the Torah. Uh, we did mention the opinion. This was subject to dispute, but we mentioned the opinion that says that they're not allowed to marry somebody who's above the age of 12 and a half. Um, and according to this position now of Rebbe Leezer, uh, if you take the two together, so then this would limit... Uh, who a Kohen Gadol is allowed to marry, they can only marry somebody between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half. Uh, again, keep in mind that uh, a Kohen, <laughs> excuse me, a Kohen who is not the Kohen Gadol, who is not the high priest, could get married to many more, uh, has, uh, has a bigger pool, a significantly bigger pool. Um, and if they become the Kohen Gadol, the high priest during their marriage, so then they are certainly allowed to stay married. And so we're only discussing here somebody who is already the Kohen Gadol and wants to get married. Uh, but uh, they, they certainly and often were married before they were appointed as the Kohen Gadol, as the high priest. Uh, but that's the Brisa. The Brisa says, Eliezer says that they're not allowed to marry somebody who is a minor. And so the question is, why? What's the logic behind this? And the Gemara will give, I believe, five different suggestions as to the reason behind this. It's difficult to understand. We don't know what the source is for this. And so the Gemara will give five different reasons. They'll reject some of the reasons, uh, but they'll try to give five different reasons. Amar le Rav Chista Rabbah. Rav Chista says to Rabbah, poke. He tells Rabbah, poke, Aimba. You should look into the matter. Why is this true? Why is this true that a regular Kohen, even a regular Kohen, sorry, this is seemingly just a regular Kohen. We'll, we'll see from the different answers whether this is referring to a regular Kohen or a Kohen Gadol or a high priest. Uh, this statement of Rebbe Lezer that they can't marry somebody who's a minor, uh, a woman who's a minor, uh, there's going to be a discussion whether it's referring to the high priest or to a regular Kohen. Uh, we'll see based on the different answers. But he says, go look into the matter. 
because Rav Huna is going to ask you about this. With the, with the, so he tells Rabba, look into it before Rav Huna asks you about this. So Nafik Ayimba, so this is what Rabba does. He looks into the matter and he explains as follows. Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Lezer, this is a position of Rabbi Lezer who says that not, a Kohen cannot marry somebody who is a minor. He holds like, has to hold like the combination of two opinions. He has to hold both like Rabbi Meir and like Rabbi Yehuda. Well, who is Rabbi Meir and who is Rabbi Yehuda? This is the famous position of Rabbi Meir, which comes up uh, in many different contexts. The Rabbi Meir is of the position to say that we have to be concerned for the minority, for the minority in terms of uh, chances and probabilities. Uh, in general, we follow the position that we follow the majority when it comes to being concerned for a particular outcome, we follow the majority. Rav Meir is of the position to say that he's concerned even for the minority position, from the statistical minority about what the outcome would be. And so Rav Meir is concerned for that. Uh, this is not the place really to analyze that particular position, uh, but that is the position of Rav Meir, and it will come up at other times throughout our study. But he has, so he has to hold like that, and he holds like Rabbi Huda. The Amar Island is Zonahava. And basically, it's a combination of the two. Rabbi Huda is the Rabbi Huda that we had in the Mishnah. Rabbi Huda holds that uh, an islandess, a woman who's, never, who's not able to have children, um, so she, she is a Zona, and even a regular Kohen cannot marry her. And so if you put the two together, a minor, a young girl, there's a, a statistical minority that she'll end up not being able to have children. And as such, if you hold like Rabbi and you hold like Rabbi Huda, so then a regular Kohen cannot marry a minor, because we are concerned, we should be concerned, at least according to a mayor, we should be concerned that she'll never be able to have children, she's therefore a Zona, and the Kohen, even a regular Kohen, cannot marry her. And so basically it's a combination of the two, and that is the position of Rabbi Eliezer. That's where Rabbi Eliezer is coming from. So that's suggestion number one. We will now reject this suggestion based on the fact that Rabbi Eliezer cannot hold like a mayor, and he cannot hold like Rabbi Huda, he cannot hold like either one. In order to give this explanation, you have to say he holds like both. And so the Gemara just has to reject one of the two. But the truth is, is that he does not follow either position. And so that's what exactly, that's what the Gemara is going to, going to do. The Gemara says, Does, does Rebelezer really hold like Rebelezer that he's concerned uh, for the minority, for the statistical minority? But we have a Brisa. Mayors of the opinion that both a minor, a male minor, and a female minor, a boy and a girl, they are not allowed to do chalitza, and they cannot do yibah. Meaning, if the brother-in-law is um, a minor, or if the sister-in-law is a minor, so then you cannot do chalitza, and you cannot do yibah, either one. So, Amr Lohler, Meir, the Chachamim, Satyar, Meir, Yafa, Marchin, Cholzen, Ish, Ksiba, Parsha, Marchin, Ish, Ish. Because when it comes to chalitza, chalitza makes sense. What you're saying for the guards of chalitza makes a lot of sense. Because in the Torah itself, it says ish. It says that an ish means a, a man, an adult. Somebody above the age of 12 or 13. And we also say that if it's true for the man, it's true for the woman. But they ask on a mayor, what's your reason to say that a minor cannot do yibam? So he explains, Rameir explains, Rameir the concern is, Rameir is concerned for the uh, minority, for the potential uh, that's, that uh, something will occur, and that, that statistically is, is, a, is a minority. And so he's concerned that maybe this brother-in-law, he'll end up becoming a Sris, somebody who's not able to have children, or the sister-in-law is somebody who cannot have children. 
And if they cannot have children, so then there is no ob- there's no mitzvah of yibum. They don't have the mitzvah of yibum, um, and so therefore, when they do yibum, in fact, they are not doing the mitzvah of yibum, and instead, it becomes into a very severe prohibition of a brother-in-law and sister-in-law marrying each other outside the context of yibum. If it's yibum, it's a mitzvah, as we've pointed out many times. But if it's not yibum, so then it's a very severe prohibition of a brother-in-law and sister-in-law getting married, and so therefore, Rav Meir says that if it's a minor, whether the brother-in-law is a minor or the sister-in-law is a minor, they cannot do yibum out of this concern that maybe they're not able to have children and then that there is no mitzvah of yibum and they are in fact uh, engaging in uh, a very severe prohibition. Vitanya, and we have another Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer himself says that they can in fact do yibum. They are allowed to do yibum because we are not concerned for the minority. So it's clear that Rabbi Lazar does not hold like Rav Meir. And so the Gemara then continues and says, And does he even hold like Rabbi Huda? Could he, could he hold like Rabbi Huda? Rabbi Huda is the position that, uh, it takes the position that Azona is somebody who's not able to have children. But that's not the position of Rabbi Lazar. But we have a Brisa, and this Brisa will quote all the different opinions as to who it is. When we talk about Zona in the Torah, that a Kohen cannot marry Zona, what type, what, what's a zona? What exactly is a zona? So the Gemara is going to go through all the different opinions. Zona, based on the following Brisa. Zona, zona, kishma, divrei rebeliezer. Rebeliezer, the same rebeliezer. He says, what is a zona? Zona literally means to stray. It means specifically a woman who committed adultery. Only adultery. That would be the only case where uh, it is. Uh, she has the status of a zona. Rabbi Kiva Omer, zona, zoom of karis. Rabbi Kiva says that, no. A zona is somebody who is, I guess, would seemingly fit with the modern day term of zona as a prostitute, as somebody who is, although it might not necessarily be that, even according to Rabbi Akiva, it's somebody who's mufkeres. She has, she's mufkar. She she uh, she has multiple relationships with 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 different people, and um, she's not married. Um, and she just uh, allows herself to be with uh, with many people. Who, how many is uh, is a subject to dispute? Whether it's two or more or more than that, that itself is subject to dispute. But that's the position of Rabbi Kiva. Essentially, somebody who's uh, a zona who is just mufkaris. She she uh, allows herself to be in a sexual relationship with multiple partners. Ramasa bin Cherish Omer. Ramasa bin Cherish says, "Afilu halach baila lashkosa vebala bederach asa zona." Ramasa bin Kheri says that Azona is somebody who has, just once, they have uh, illicit relationship, uh, relations. They have sexual relations, that, that's a prohibition. And he comes to include, what's included in that is, let's say you have a scenario where the husband accuses uh, and is suspicious that his wife committed adultery. And there's a whole process involved. And she has to, if she is uh, found to be secluded with this with this man that, that they suspect that she's committing adultery with, she has to drink the, the sota water. During that time, during this entire time, the husband's not allowed to have sexual relations with her, matter of relations with her. If they do, so that's a, that's not allowed. And so that itself would also make her into a zona, even though it's with her husband. She's having marital relations with her husband, but it's not allowed during this time because it's during this time before they figure out what exactly is happening. There's this suspicion of her committing adultery. She's not allowed to have marital relations with her husband, and that would make her into a zona. That is the next opinion. A few more opinions. Rabbi Huda Omer Zuna Zaylanist. Rabbi Huda is the position that we saw in the Mishnah that said that anybody who cannot have children is a zona, even though they didn't do anything wrong. The Chacham Omer and Chacham say 
Many different opinions here. Chacham say what we had in the Mishnah also. It's referring to somebody who um, converted or either converted and therefore they were, they were not born Jewish. Um, they did not have uh, the, the hymen lining at the time uh, that it didn't develop at the time that they were Jewish. Um or they weren't born Jewish, or or they or they uh, engaged in uh, illicit relations. Um, those are the different options that would make her into a zona. And then finally, But The final position is that um, if a single man and a single woman have sexual relations. Uh, not for the sake of marriage, that would also make her into a zona. So we have all these different opinions because we don't know what exactly, what does a zona mean? The Torah tells us a coin, even a regular coin is not allowed to marry a zona. Well, who is a zona? What does the word zona mean? We have all these different opinions trying to figure out what exactly is uh, a zona. And so this last opinion says that uh, two single people are, who are in, uh, they're not, they're having sexual relations, not for the sake of marriage, that would make her into a zona. Whether or not that's a biblical prohibition is, su- is subject to dispute. It certainly is a rabbinic prohibition for a single man and single woman to have sexual relations outside the context of marriage. It's certainly, it's a biblical prohibition if she's a nida, if she, if she had her period and never went to the mikvah. That would certainly be a biblical prohibition. But uh, let's say she did go to the mikvah. Um, so then there's a question whether that's a rabbinic or biblical prohibition itself. It certainly would make her into a zona according to this last position, but whether or not it's a biblical prohibition is subject to dispute. So essentially, the reason why we're quoting all of this is really just to prove to us that Rebbe Lezer, he himself, the one who made this statement that a Kohen cannot marry somebody who's a minor, disagrees and says that with Rebbe Yehuda and does not hold that, that an islandess would be a zona, that somebody who cannot have children is a zona, which was uh, the premise, that was the assumption that Rabbah was making. Again, Rabbah assumed that the reason why you can't marry a minor is because maybe she won't be able to have children and somebody who can't have children is a zona. So that clearly is not the case according to Rebbe Lezer, because he disagrees with Rebbe Meir, that we, we are not concerned for the minority, the, the statistical minority, and we're also he, he also disagrees with Rebbe Yehuda in terms of the definition of a zona. So now we have to come on to suggestion number two. Ella Amar Rav Ada Barahava. Hacha Bekohen Gadlaskin Rav Ada Barahava says, we're not talking about a regular Kohen, we're talking about the high priest. And the question is, He says uh, that, well, let's say he marries her as a minor. So then when are they actually uh, fully married? That's when she gets older. So they're having sexual relations the entire time until they're fully married once she reaches the age of 12. At the time that they're fully married, that they're actually married, she is now what we refer to, what we've had in the past, a bu'ula. She's no longer a virgin, even though he's the one, the Kohen Gadol himself is the one who had sexual relations with her. But we had this in the past that that's not allowed. They're not allowed to get married, even if they had sexual relations prior to the marriage itself. Okay. So, and that's why they cannot marry a minor, because the marriage is not complete until she becomes an adult, until she reaches the age of 12. And so therefore, the Kohen Gadol cannot marry her uh, because she is now a bu'ula. She's, no, she's not a virgin at the time of the marriage, which only takes place once she becomes a halachic adult. So Amar Rav, Rav responds to this, and he says, Michle Leib, he says, where is this coming from? This is uh, it's, uh, it's a form of destroying of the, of the heart or of the mind. He says, this doesn't make any sense. He says, I understand. If the father was involved, this is a minor, and the father was involved in the marriage, he arranged the marriage. Well, that works right away. That's a marriage right away. You don't have to wait for her to be 12 for the marriage to, to, to take place. 
that marriage takes place right away as a minor, and and the, the coin gadol is marrying her as a basula, as a virgin. And he says, if she gets married on her own as a minor, uh, under the age of twelve, well, that that itself, everybody agrees, is not a marriage. She cannot get married under the age of twelve without her father being involved, and so she can't get, just go ahead and get married on her own. That everybody would agree, that's not a marriage in the beginning. Once she reaches the age of 12, she's no longer a virgin. She had sexual relations outside the context of marriage completely. Everybody would agree that that's not allowed. That wouldn't be the unique position of Rebbe Eliezer. That would be everybody. It seems like this is the unique position of Rebbe Eliezer as opposed to everybody else. So what exactly is going on here? So we reject suggestion number two uh, that uh, this applies specifically to the Kongado, to the high priest, and there's uh, this concern that uh, the marriage is not taking place until she becomes an adult, above the, a halakhic adult, above the age of 12. Well, that doesn't make sense because if it was the father who arranged the marriage, they're perfectly married, completely married at the time of the marriage. And if it's her on her own, so then everybody would agree that she's not married. To Elam Rava, Rava says, suggestion number three, goes back. We're not talking about the Kohen Gadol anymore for suggestion number three. Just like suggestion number one, we're talking about a regular Kohen. And what's the concern? Because she's a minor, we are concerned that maybe uh, she's not mature, she's um, developing herself, and out of this lack of maturity under the age of 12, we're concerned that maybe she will uh, go astray and that she will uh, develop a relationship with somebody else. Yehachi Yisrael Nami, if that's the case, says the Gemara, this shouldn't just apply to any Kohen, this should apply to uh, every Jew. Every Jew should not be able to marry somebody, uh, a minor, a girl who's under the age of 12, out of concern that maybe she'll commit adultery uh, because she's not mature enough to make... Uh, uh, she'll get seduced, and she, she's not mature enough to, uh, and not of the proper age to make her uh, an uh, the right decision, and she'll she'll be seduced into committing adultery. So Mar says no. Pitu kitana onisu, a line that we actually had in the past, um, which says that pitu kitana onisu that when a minor is seduced, uh, that's really a form of rape. Ultimately, that's a form of rape because um, they're they're not really able to make the right halach uh, from halachic perspective. Uh, when they're being seduced, so they don't really know what they're getting themselves into, and so therefore it's really a form of rape. It wouldn't be uh, viewed as willingly committing adultery. This would be a form of rape. So if it's not a Kohen, that's not it's uh, they're allowed to stay married. Uh, but for a Kohen, a Kohen has very special rules, and for a Kohen, if she commits adultery, even it, even if it's through rape, for an adult, let's say, even if it's through rape, they have, would have to get divorced. And so therefore it's limited to a Kohen. A Kohen cannot, according to suggestion number three, a Kohen cannot marry a minor out of this concern that essentially she will be raped because even if she's seduced, from a halachic perspective, it's viewed as rape because she's not able to make a clear decision. Um, and so therefore, a Kohen cannot marry her. If it's a, if it's a, if it's a non-Kohen, if it's Israel, so then they could stay married even if she does, even if she is seduced because it's a, we view it as a form of rape. When it comes to for Yisrael, for a non-Kohen, that is allowed. So that was suggestion number three, and it's not rejected. We keep to that position. We'll have a few more answers. Repapa Amar Repapa says, he goes back to Kohen Gadol. So answer number three, one and three, was talking about a regular Kohen. Two and four, is talking about a Kohen Gadol. What, what's the idea with a Kohen Gadol? The Haitanahu. It's based on the following Brisa. The Tana, the Brisa says, Bisula. The verse says that the Kohen Gadol has to marry a Besula, a virgin. Yachal Ketana. Uh, maybe they can marry a minor. Tamalomer Isha. 
No, because the verse also says not just Pesula, but it says Yikach Isha, a woman, meaning an adult woman. So they're not allowed to marry a minor. If they're allowed to marry an adult, so maybe a Bogeres, somebody who's of the age of 12 and a half or above. No, Tamalom or Basula, that's why it says Basula. It says Basula to teach you that it's not just a virgin. We've had this earlier, uh, that it's also somebody who hasn't learnt, lost naturally their hymen lining uh, through through time and age. Uh, so therefore, it's limited. The Kohen Gadol, according to this position, could only marry uh, somebody who's above the age of, tw- of 12. It can't be a minor, but below the age of a Bulgaris who's 12 and a half. So they're limited in terms of who they can marry. And we pointed out before that uh, that's only if it's the Kohen Gadol. If they got married as a Kohen, as a regular Kohen, so then they're allowed to stay married to their wife. So Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak Amar, Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak has a very similar statement. He says, That he says also, Basula, it's slightly different, but he says the word, the term Basula is referring to somebody specifically who is a Nara, who's somebody who's at the age of 12, between 12 and 12 and a half. And he quotes a verse to prove this point that we find by Rivka, that Rivka was uh, referred to as a Basula, and she was of the age of 12 uh, when she married Yitzchak. Although many know of the famous uh, Medrash, which says that she got married at the age of three, according to this Gemara, it seems to be that they are, this Gemara argues uh, on that Medrash and says that uh, she got married at the age of 12. Either way, that's really a uh, 4 and 4a. It's a very similar answer to a Papa, but we have these four different answers. 1, 2, 3, and 4. 1 and 2 are rejected. 3 and 4 are kept. Essentially, answer number 3 is that it's a minor and we're concerned that she will be seduced and essentially raped. A seduction of a minor is really rape. Um, and as such, it would be prohibited for her to stay married to her Kohen. Answer number 4, 4a and 4b, is that a Kohen Godel, the high priest, could only marry somebody between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half. And that's, in fact, how the Rambam, Maimonides, how he paskins, how he, his, his position. Let's read it one, one more line, and that concludes this Gemara. Rabbi Lazar Omer goes. Rabbi Lazar Omer goes back to the position of Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar had the position earlier in the Brisa. That's where we're quoting it now. Who says that if a, a, a single man and a single woman have sexual relations outside the context of marriage, not for the purposes of marriage, that would make her into a zona. So Amr of Amram in halachic Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Amram just says that we we do not follow that position of Rabbi Lazar. Okay, that concludes uh, this Gemara, and we will begin the next recording with the next Mishnah. The next Mishnah really begins a big discussion on Peru Uruvu, the mitzvah of procreation, what exactly that entails. There's a lot to discuss on that uh, very interesting topic.